0: Hello and welcome to the UCL News Podcast. I'm George.
1: And I'm Claire. With exam season and term time rapidly coming to a close, this is the last podcast of the term.
0: I know, it's really sad, but we've still got some great audio treats for you this week with student sabbatical officers James Schoos and Amy Evans talking about their year at UCLU.
1: And we also hear about what Matt Piper and Sophie Scott have lined up for their Royal Society Summer Science Exhibitions.
0: But first, the news. A new study from Dorian Fuller from the UCL Institute of Archaeology has shown that climate change led to the collapse of the ancient Indus civilisation more than 4,000 years ago. Once extending more than 1 million square kilometres across the plains of the Indus River, from the Arabian Sea to the Ganges, over what is now Pakistan, northwest India and eastern Afghanistan, the Indus civilization was the largest but the least known of the first great urban cultures that also included Egypt and Mesopotamia. Owing their livelihoods to the fertility of the annually watered lands, the new study suggests that the decline in monsoon rains led to a weakened river dynamics and played a critical role both in the development and the collapse of the Harappan culture, which relied on the river floods to fuel their agricultural surpluses.
1: Yeah, it's a really nice little story, and it's interesting to think about how climate change has affected ancient civilizations, mm, as well as um, being a modern problem, obviously. Um, and staying with urban civilizations, our next news item is about a new UCL Lancet report that looks at how we can change modern cities around the world to improve our health. And we're very lucky to have Ben from UCL Communications to come and talk to us about it. Hi Hi Ben. Ben.
2: Hi, it's good to be here.
1: So, tell us more about these healthy cities then.
2: Okay, the UCL Lancet Commission on Healthy Cities is one of UCL's Grand Challenges projects which aim to solve real-world problems using UCL expertise. The report was led by Professor Yvonne Riding from the Bartlett School of Planning and involved academics from across the university and it looks at how we can reshape the urban environment to improve the health of people living in cities, especially the poorest. The authors looked at a series of case studies from cities around the world, including London, Bogota, Accra and Toronto. Examples from the report include community-led sanitation infrastructure programmes in the slums of Mumbai in India, action for urban greening to protect against heat stress during the London summers, and transportation initiatives that encourage physical activity in Bogota in Colombia.
1: Yep, I've had a quick read of the report myself and uh, it's it's really relevant, um, especially considering that three out of five people in the world will be living in a city by 2030. Um, the report really focuses on how to deliver a variety of urban health projects that have a positive impact on our health.
2: Yes, and to accompany the report we've created a range of multimedia features and interactive case studies to help you really get to grips with the huge scope of the report. Uh, These include an interactive diagram which has elements that light up when you click on them and then reveal further images and audio clips from Dr. Carmen Lai who is in UCL Civil and Geomatic Engineering and she talks basically about how cycles of connections work in urban agriculture which also allow things like sanitation infrastructure to feed into that And there's also going to be an audio slideshow where I interviewed Dr. Julio Davila, who's from the UCL Development Planning Unit. And he talks in more detail about community-led sanitation projects in Mumbai in India, as we described before, and also an area called Old Fadama, which is in Accra.
0: Yeah, I really recommend the audio slideshow as the researchers from UCL's development planning unit have some really, really stunning images of cities around the world.
1: So that's all the news for this show, but stay tuned to hear Matt Piper and Sophie Scott talk about what they plan to showcase at this year's Royal Society Summer Science Exhibition, which runs from the 3rd to the 8th of July at Carlton House Terrace.
0: But first, the student union has always played a massive role at UCL, and the student sabbatical offices are a very important part of that. With new officers already elected and about to start, I went to speak to James Schoos and Amy Evans to find out more about what it's like to be a full-time sab as their one-year stints come to an end.